0: Maciejewski. Most Sundays, you can find me right here at the Welcome and Information Desk in Mission Central. If you would like more information about our church, please feel free to pick up a welcome folder at the back of the sanctuary at the Connection site or from the Welcome and Information Desk. And for everyone, we would like for you to fill out a friendship card. If you would like to receive our newsletter, be sure to fill in your address. On the back, you can put down prayer concerns, blessings, or notes to the staff. Welcome to Pendleton Center Church, and have a good day.
1: Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it.
2: This is the day.
3: This is the day.
2: That the Lord has made.
4: That the Lord
3: has made.
2: Let us rejoice.
3: Let us rejoice
2: and be glad in it,
4: and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
2: This is the day,
4: this is the day that, that the Lord has made.
1: Shall we pray together dear god in heaven we pray that your special blessings will fall down on us that this morning we might experience the power of the holy spirit touching our lives touching our souls transforming us forever for it's in jesus name we pray amen i'd like to invite you if you're able to stand as we're going to sing together savior like a shepherd lead us
4: Savior, like a shepherd lead us Much we need thy tender care In thy pleasant pastures feed us O'er our use thy folds prepare Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus Thou hast bought, bought us thine we are. Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, Jesus. Thou hast bought Hear, oh, hear us when we pray. Blessed Jesus! Blessed Jesus! Hear, oh, hear us when we pray.
2: The Lord be with you.
1: Please be seated. This morning we do have a mission moment, opportunity for giving. You know, we do these throughout the year to give you an opportunity to give to the mission efforts that you feel the most strongly about. And this one today is about back to school, because we have some children in our, our community that don't have the wherewithal to get those pencils and those books and packbacks. In fact, some of them don't even have proper shoes to wear to school. So we try to help them with that effort um, by your gifts. So if you'd like to help some, some child in their efforts to go back to school— that's what that offering is for today. And I, I believe you can even bring things in if you want to. If you'd rather like buy them and bring them in, you can do that. Because some families like to do that, especially with their kids. And there's a bin out there to collect them somewhere. Now that's really pretty vague, isn't it? But, but you can find it. It's out there. Try Mission Alley. That would be my uh, suggestion to you. Uh, is there anybody else, any joys they'd like to share this morning? What's going on in our community that we're celebrating today? Pretty bad week, huh? <laughs> you have a new granddaughter. Well, congratulations, Julie. Wonderful. Yes, Tom. Farm and home days at Pendleton was great. Was great. Farm and home days, great. Good celebration of our community. Anything else? Yes. Wow, one point four. How would you like to start life as a one point four million dollar baby? <laughs> that's a, yeah, I'm glad not to start with a one point four million dollar bill. That's for sure. What else do we have that we'd like to share today? All right. Well, God, yes. Go ahead. Okay. So. So Bill went to be with the Lord, and some people might say, why are we sharing that in the joys? Because it really is better than the alternative, to go to the alternative than to live here. So we celebrate with those who die in the Lord. It's a great joy. Wonderful. Anything else we'd like to share? All right, as we are are thankful for all the wonderful gifts that God gives to us, let's return our thanksgiving with our morning tithes and our offerings. Let's do it. you've always been gracious to us. You give us blessings beyond our ability to count. You've cared for us and nurtured us, and so we give these gifts, Lord, back to you, that you might use them to do wonderful things, to share the love of God with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated.
0: Good morning. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we celebrate the new birth by water and the spirit through the sacrament of baptism as we become members of Christ's holy church. On behalf of the church, I present Jacob Patrick Kinmartin for baptism.
1: Her, his grandparents, his great grandparents. In fact, I baptized Stuart, so it's been a long, long time that I've known this family. We're glad to have you here. Come on up. These questions are for the parents Do you reject the evil powers of this world, repent of your sin, and accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist Satan? If so, answer I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And promise to serve as Christ's representative through faithful participation in his church. If so, answer, I do. Will you nurture this child in Christ's holy church and by teaching and example, lead him to accept Christ as his Lord and Savior? If so, answer, I will. Now, for those who are sponsors, will you who sponsor this child support and encourage him in his Christian faith? If so, answer, I will. And will you, as the Church of Christ, renew your own vows of commitment to Christ and accept your responsibility to assist these parents in fulfilling their vows? If so, answer, we will. Very good. Good morning. How are you doing? I know. This is about you. I get it. I get it. That's okay. We'll we'll get there. Come on over
0: here.
1: Shall we pray? Lord, bless this water as a symbol of your sanctifying and renewing grace. As you have used water to bless the saints of history, let it now bless your child. Pour out your Holy Spirit on this gift of water. To bless this child with your grace, it leads to eternal life. Help us to know that as we die to this world, we become alive to Christ and share in his final victory over sin and death. Amen. Hey, Jacob. How are you doing? Right there, yes, see him? Jacob, Patrick, and Martin. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you and be with you this day and forever. Amen. He's trying to figure out if he could take a bath in there. Yeah, <laughs> Brothers and sisters in Christ, shall we greet our newest member into the family of God? <laughs> very good, very good. Very good.
5: didn't get the training. <laughs> That's the story of my life. I didn't get the training. Okay. anybody else have a, something they'd like to share? Yeah, way over here. Yeah. Uh, Heather to ask father in law, Ray, who's going in for surgery on Friday to remove cancer in his lung. Okay. So it's Ray. Ray. Ray for cancer in his lung. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? Yeah. Okay. That's great. Your daughter, Yolanta, working with Youth, youth with a Mission in, in the Baltics. A couple of weeks. A couple of months. Well, months. Bringing the word to people. That's a, we need to pray for that. Yep. Anybody else? Yes. Oh boy! Okay. Yeah. Okay. Megan is on the prayer chain. Okay. Oh wow! Thirty-six years old, and they were doing kidney stones, and they checking for kidney stones. <coughs> Megan Joplin. Jop. Okay. Megan Jop. Yeah, that's you know, they they found the cancer when they were looking they were looking to do some surgery for kidney stones. So all right. Let's go ahead and pray unless there's another prayer request. Lord, we ask that you just pray uh, we, we pray, Father, for these people that have needs. Megan, and we pray, Father, for Jan and Bob. We pray a lot of Father for Sandy. We pray, Father, for these other requests. We ask, Father, that you'll meet the needs in healing and spiritual healing. Lord, those that don't know you that are soon to go leave this world, we pray that they may come to know you. Those that do, we pray that you continue to comfort them knowing that you're with them in death. And we ask, Lord, that you just bless the rest of the service in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Good morning. Our scripture this morning is taken from the book of John, chapter 16, verses 1 through 15. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their time comes you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the Prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he...
1: Thank you, Jan. In the Bible, it says God helps those who help themselves. Anybody know where where that's located? That's because the Bible doesn't say that. Ben Franklin said that. It's called fake news, right? But if I say it with authority and I say it from up here, you say it must be true. I don't know. I didn't know that was in the Bible because it's not. Sometimes... We will read in the Bible where it says the truth will set us free, but, but which truth? In our culture, we seem to have a whole lot of different truths that we're trying to sort out as a culture, as a people, even as church people. Robert Louis Stevenson, when he was a young boy, was watching out the window. And back in those days, they had gas lights lighting their streets. We had that in the village of Wyoming. And and there was a person called the gaslighter who would have to go around every night, get out a little ladder, and take the lighter and light each lamp as he went. And as a little boy, he looked out the window and he said, Mommy, Daddy, come here and look. There's a man punching holes in the darkness. What a wonderful phrase. Punching holes in the darkness. The truth of God will punch holes in the darkness of ignorance. But where do we find that truth? Some people would say, well, we look in the Bible. But the Bible was written thousands of years ago. And so we actually have to interpret it, trying to understand the truth behind it. And people find all sorts of different truths in the Bible. I want to try a little experiment with you. And Adrian and I haven't done this before, so it might work or it might not. Let's see what we got, Adrian. So what I want you to do is I want you to read the colors in in, in order. Okay, ready? Red. Second column. Read the color in order. The color in order. You guys couldn't even do the second
4: column.
1: <laughs> you see what happens? Did you notice how when you got to that third column, you're like, I can't do that. I can't read a color that's in the wrong, It, it doesn't work. Because we have preconceived ideas, preconceived understanding of what we know as truth. And when something doesn't match with what we've heard all along, we just simply reject it. God's truth is what we're seeking. In verse 13, Of this chapter. It says to us. When the spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you. What is yet to come. We have a perfect guide. In the spirit of God. But we don't always listen. To that perfect guide. Even when he tells us the truth. And we don't always use the truth. The way God intended. There was a man in the old testament. Named Joseph. And Joseph had an interesting spiritual gift. We're talking about spiritual gifts, and they appear in the Old Testament too. He could interpret dreams. He knew what dreams meant. And so he had seen a dream that he interpreted as saying that his brothers would bow down in front of him. The dream was a true dream. He interpreted it right. But sometimes there's truths that are better shared in one circumstance than in another because when he told all his older brothers that they would bow down before him they tossed him in a pit and they wouldn't let him out. The problem is, is we don't want to hear the truths that are inconvenient that don't match our understanding. We don't want to hear the truths even if they come from God. I think at this point in time in many ways Christianity is under conviction from God because we made the church in some ways about everything but God whether it's about our buildings or or our finances or even some places where they're hurting even little children about power and about getting our way And because of that, the church is dying, and people are struggling. And in some ways, the world seems to be getting darker and darker. It isn't really a new idea. In the second verse, Jesus said, people will put you out of the synagogue, which was like their church. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father me. It's fascinating how many people fight in the name of a God of peace. How many people go to the Bible to find an argument so that they can somehow destroy what someone is sharing with them that they think is truth. In fact, the Bible says the time will come where people will gather preachers around them that will say what their itching ears want to hear. We'll pick our churches based on whether or not they agree with what we saw in our favorite newscast the night before. And we heard each other. Joseph's brothers not only threw him down in a pit, they actually saw some people coming from Egypt and they sold their brother into slavery. Because they didn't like what they heard. Even though it was true. How many times do we find that we're, we're looking for a way to, to find victory over our neighbor rather than to find truth in the darkness? Because we're not looking for what God wants. Jesus said he had to leave, and, 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 and they were upset about this. And he says, you're, you're, you're grieving because you don't want change. Nobody likes change but a baby with a wet diaper, right? We don't like change. We want to hold on to the old things. There's even a a passage in the Bible where where Jesus talks about not putting new wine into old wineskins, but you put new wine into new wineskins so that there's room for it to expand. And it's a wonderful little passage about how we have to put new ways of thinking, a new society, a new culture, even who and what we are, into something that God is revealing as truth today. But it ends by saying, but people prefer the old wine to the new. They like the old ideas. They like the old way of doing things. They like the old songs. They like everything the way it was. Isaiah says to us in chapter 55, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The difficulty is, is that all too often people who call them followers of Christ are actually simply creating a world that supports what they already understood. They're making a religion rather than seeking a faith. They're looking for for rules that will support what they want. And they're hurtful. And they bring judgment instead of joy. And we have to be careful that we don't become those people. I don't want to simply brag on us because I'm here, but the truth is this church is better than many. We have very few fights with each other. We don't go into arguing with each other. and We don't condemn the one next door because they don't think the way we do. See, the goal is truth, not Victory. And maybe you're right, and maybe I'm right, and maybe neither one of us are right, and we just need to find out what that truth is. But if you have, if you have a religion without the Spirit of God, it becomes hurtful, like a marriage without love. It might even be effective, it might, might, might even be practical, but it's not good, and I will guarantee you, there'll be a lot of fighting. See, we can know all about God and not know God at all. We need to seek the light. Sometimes Christianity is so focused on God Almighty, God all-powerful, or even on Jesus, his son who came to save us, that we find ourselves with with, with a, a misconception that God is some mean, nasty guy that wants to whack us all, or God is just a loving, you know, nice guy who just came down here to heal us all and bless us all, and and we don't find the truth because the truth is in the third person of the Trinity. I know the Trinity makes you all crazy. Someone once said that, that, that those who ignore the Trinity will lose their soul, and those who try to understand it lo- will lose their mind. <laughs> How's one plus one plus one equal one? That's just, just you're making me nuts, Pastor. But the point is, for us, the on the ground truth is that we need that light. We need that ability to see because we're living in a deeper and deeper and darker and darker world. We're talking about how do you make a house a home. And one of the things we do is we add light. You know, in, um, in my house, there's like a gazillion of these little night lights. Do you know what I mean? Those little tiny bulbs, they're everywhere. You know, now, I, I'll tell you, I've lived in the house next door for almost 30 years. I can walk up the stairs into my bedroom with no lights on. I know where everything is, okay? I've been there that long. And actually, even out at Silver Lake, I can do the same thing. Because I've had that house even longer. And even though it's not the same house that I bought years ago, I can get out of bed once I figure out where I am. I can actually walk down the steps and get to the bathroom and back without a light on. But there's always a light on. Because my wife doesn't trust that people can do that safely. And especially in the, in the part of the house where, where the guests stay. There's little night lights everywhere. There's a night light in the bathroom. There's a night light in the hallway. There's lights in the bedrooms. There's lights everywhere. Because she doesn't want somebody stumbling in the darkness. And we need that kind of light in our lives. Which is the light of the Holy Spirit to teach us, to guide us into what we are to become. God became incarnate, Jesus says, and he was with them. He says, but now I need to go. And why did Jesus need to go? Well, it's very simple because Jesus could only talk to a a small group of people at one time. Even if you're talking several thousand people compared to the population of the world, that's hardly anybody. But the Holy Spirit can touch every single soul, every single heart on the face of the earth. And God said, I will pour out my Holy Spirit on everyone where we'll learn the truth. If we're willing to listen, we don't listen because there's so many other voices talking at us, yelling at us, shouting at us. Have you noticed that's what the news is lately? There is no news. It's just people. Talking to each other. Convincing each other that they believe what they believe already. And even the people watching. It's the same thing. Nobody's really looking for the truth, but the truth is available. If we just listen. Dreams are interesting things. Joseph had the ability to interpret dreams. And 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 we can have that ability too. I, I've had... Two or three parishioners in the last couple of weeks come up to me and talk to me about their dreams. How many of you remember all your dreams? Nobody remembers all their dreams, right? Like, is maybe one here or one there? And so when you have that one or two that you remember, it's like, oh, I remember a dream. What did that mean, right? And you're kind of like, I don't get it. Well, there's a reason. Because either, either your mind is trying to teach you something that you're not seeing in your conscious life because there's too much noise, or God himself is trying to speak a truth to you. Somebody was telling me the other day about the afterlife that they dreamed about. God is trying to say that you can trust in that. You can believe in that. I've had dreams, I remember. I remember when I asked God to give me a woman I could spend my life with. And my wife appeared in my dream before she appeared in my life. She's my literal dream girl. Not too many people can actually say that way. And we have those, those marker dreams, those things that, that touch our conscience and, and, and teach us a lesson. And God, God will share with us, either consciously or, or even in our dreams, if we will listen and some people have the gift to interpret those dreams, but we have to be looking for what God wants. And as Isaiah said, "My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than the ways your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts." We get so caught up with how much we know, and we actually start to believe that if we don't know it, it can't be true. That's because we're so educated. And education's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing to learn all that's come before us. Rather than repeating all of that and trying to figure it out ourselves, we take what we've, what we've received from the past and, and we put it into our lives to understand what we should be doing. It's another way to understand God. Is, is Some people have the gift of teaching to share with you the knowledge that other people have thought up or figured out over the years. Years ago, when I wanted to figure out how to do something, like a project or or mechanics or anything like that, I'd have to go find somebody who was an expert. Now all i got to do is go Google, right? And you can find out anything. It's amazing the information available at our fingertips right now. But the problem with teaching is teaching only reveals truth that's already been revealed. Teaching only tells you what we already know. The Holy Spirit can reveal to us a truth we haven't discovered yet. Not only that, he can reveal to us the heart of God itself. And it's the heart of God that calls us to live together and love together regardless of whether we agree together. Do you honestly believe that everybody in this room thinks the same way? Do you honestly believe that everybody is going to vote in the elections in in the next month or two the same way? Are you absolutely deluded enough to believe that in a group of people, even in one household, in one family, that you get everybody to agree? Of course you won't. But we sit down at the same table together as a family and remember who we belong to, whose children we are, and we listen the people, even when we have crazy ideas. You know, those are the ones that don't agree with what I think. And maybe somewhere when they share their ideas and we share ours, we find the truth. Or we just realize we're not there yet. It's good to learn things, but it's better to experience things because unfortunately in our culture, when we look on the outside, sometimes we mess up. When we go with preconceived ideals, like we did in that chart, sometimes we find it difficult to see the truth. And we are very good at judging the outside, aren't we? I was watching America's Got Talent. <laughs> are you surprised? Yeah. And I saw this, this woman about a month ago. I thought she was worth sharing with you.
6: And what made you decide to come on America's Got Talent? Okay, well, I'm 42 years old. When I was 19, I had a dream of being a singer and I had an opportunity to go and audition. And I got to the very end and right before they chose the final people, they cut me and they told me it was because I wasn't the right size. When I was 19 years old, I decided I was gonna audition for this big theme park. I got a standing ovation from all the other auditioners. I was like, yes, like this is it, here we go. And right at the last cut, um, they cut me. And everyone was like, what? So I went and asked, I was like, you know, why? And they said because I wouldn't fit the clothes that they were already like envisioning, the costumes. And I didn't have the look, <laughs> oh my God, dream. Can I ask you, can I ask you, do, do, do you sing for a living? Do you sing no, professionally? No, I'm, I'm a registered nurse. Oh, and I'm a single mom, I have two boys. Wow. Yeah. And
3: why did you decide to come on the show this year?
6: This is an awesome opportunity for me to fulfill my dreams and for me to show my boys that nothing, nothing should prevent you from making your dreams come true. Preach,
4: yes. Thank you for saying that.
1: God has a dream for each of us. We've talked about that. God has a gift for each of us. But we let the people in our culture define who we are. She was the wrong size for the clothes they already had in mind. Okay. Okay. Why would that stop her? She changed the course of her life based on what somebody else said, as if some person somewhere has the ability to judge what God wants you to be. You see, the difficulty is we're we're worried about popularity. We're worried about whether we fit. We're worried about what other people say. We worry about whether people will agree with our opinion. And we're so worried about being right in this world that we can find ourselves on the wrong side of judgment in the next world. And that's the goal, is faithfulness. Because we're in a battle. We're in a battle for our very souls and for our eternal life. In Ephesians chapter 6, it says to us, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Jesus said, a battle is coming, a struggle is coming. If you think that everything will be perfect if you just put Jesus in your life, you're missing the point. Jesus said, I've told you this. So that when this hard time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. Joseph. Joseph was sold to a man named Potiphar. Potiphar had a big household. He was in charge of, of, of the, the jail in that city. And Potiphar realized that this young boy Joseph, he had a special touch. He was smart, he was bright, he was a hard worker. So he put him in charge of everything. Well, he put him in charge of the whole household, and Mrs. Potiphar took notice. Oh, where'd that handsome young guy come from? And now the story goes PG, so you can just let your mind go as to what Potiphar's wife had in mind. It's in the book. You can read it. It's okay. You know, not everything in this, well, anyways. So Potiphar's wife decided she wanted had an interest in Joseph, and Joseph said, I can't do that. You're a married woman. And so she accused him of things he didn't do. And Potiphar, of course, believed his wife, because that's what we're supposed to do. And Joseph ended up in prison. See, even people who are trying to do the right thing, even people who are trying to live the right life, can find themselves in darkness, can find themselves in a struggle, can find themselves in difficulties because this world is not necessarily designed in such a way that people who follow God are going to find a welcome reception. But in verse 11, it says to us about judgment, the prince of this world now stands condemned. You see, it's already been decided. The the victory has already been won. Jesus defeated all evil on the cross. We're just in the mop-up campaign now as we wait the final day. The light has destroyed the darkness. Christianity isn't just about winning heaven. It's about heaven winning in our life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And the more we bring God into our life, we bring God into our world, we bring God into who and what we do, we punch more holes in the darkness.
2: There must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Gotta be birds flying higher in a sky so blue. If I can dream of a brighter land where all my
1: brothers walk hand in hand. Somebody say I haven't sung Elvis in a while, so. Why can't we make it true? Why can't we, as the people who say that they follow the prince of peace, the God of love, why can't we be the vanguard of the people that will show the world? They don't have to fight just because we don't always agree. Amen? We can bring light into the darkness. We can punch holes here, there, in your home, in your work, wherever we go. But to do so, we need the Holy Spirit. It's interesting because in verse 7, the Holy Spirit Spirit is referred to as the advocate. In other parts of the Bible, it's called the counselor. Now, some people think that means, like last week when I said the paraclete comes alongside us, and, and God will comfort us in our time of need. But the counselor that they mean is the counselor for the defense. You know what I'm saying? The advocate is the one that defends us. They're the ones that help us, and they help us by guiding us. And Jesus says... They show us our sin in verse 9. They say, he says that they teach us about righteousness. He'll tell us about what's good or wrong. He will show us where salvation lies. If we listen. But the darkness can seem overwhelming. Imagine Joseph in that prison. He's gotten thrown in prison for something he didn't do and he's down there in prison and he went to work because that's what he did and the jailer kind of put him in charge of a lot of things but he's still stuck in prison and along come a couple of guys and they said we want you to interpret our dreams you know what Joseph could have said I don't do that stuff anymore that doesn't work for me I tried that in the past and look where it got me I don't do that God stuff anymore instead he did He did what God called him to, and he interpreted these dreams. And you'd think, wow, everything would work out perfect, but it didn't. It didn't. The guy whose dreams he interpreted, they forgot about Joseph. And he was left in the darkness. Sometimes we need to recognize that even in the darkness, we can turn to God and receive that power. In the book of Psalms, it says to us, the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Whose opinion, whose thought, whose idea, whose comment should cause us to fear and to turn away from the dreams that God has set in us? So you want to hear the lady sing?
6: There's a lie In the darkness Though the night Is black as my skin There's a light Burning bright Showing me the way But I know where I've been There's a struggle we haven't yet to win
1: Now, she had a choice whether to include that last line. Did you notice that? She could have ended it right there. She could have just walked away at that point and said, you know, I did a great job singing this song. I even mentioned the Lord a little bit in sin, you know. But well, she wanted everybody to know that the reason she was able to get back and stand on that stage, and, fight, and, and, and in spite of what people were saying about her, was because of God. I give thanks to the Lord because I know. Where I've been. I was trying to talk to my grandson the other day. You know, he was talking about things young people do wrong. I said, boy, you have no idea what your grandfather's done wrong in his life. (laughs) I know what the darkness is. I know what sin is. I know what it means to be tempted. I know what it means to do the wrong thing. But somehow God made a way for me so I'm going to keep looking for that light and sharing that light with the rest of the world. You know, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But then elsewhere in Matthew chapter 5, he said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that you might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You are the light of the world. You got your lights? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Kids know it. I think you know it too. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine,
2: I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Okay, let's mess with the people who still aren't singing, right? (laughs) Hide it under a bushel. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it
1: shine. Let it shine. My ways are not your ways. And what God's ways are, are higher than anything we can imagine. But we have to open up our lives to the real light, which is the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about this all summer. If you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit affecting your life, infecting your life, changing and transforming your life, all this religion we're doing means nothing. All of this God talk is just babble. All of this morality will not work out. And all the truth that you're seeking will be distorted and confused and lead brother fighting brother, sister attacking sister... And parents attacking children. The only thing that matters of anything I ever preached to you. In all of these years is for you to understand you need to have God's Holy Spirit guiding your life. You got to let God take the wheel and change you. And that power of God will change our lives. Joseph got out of the prison. He ended up being the number two in Egypt. And, and actually, his brothers came down to get food from him, and they knelt down before him. <laughs> surprise, surprise, right? We knew that was going to happen. And they were, like, terrified. Oh, my gosh, you're going to whack us. He said, no, you don't understand. You selling me into slavery, me working in Potiphar's house, me ending up in prison, me spending those years in the darkness of prison was so that I could be lifted up to save millions of people from starving, including you, God work all this for good can you imagine having such a faith in god that even when the darkness seems overcoming we still trust that there's a light in the midst of that darkness what was it motel six it said we'll leave the light on <laughs> you ever do that you ever go down the street you're looking for somebody's address and you're trying to see it in the dark. And as I get older, that's harder and harder to see. And then they leave the light on. Like, well, there it is right there, right? You remember going home at night and, and you're a little like creeped out because you're not sure whether there's somebody weird lurking in the bushes. But the light's on, right? I love that light. God leaves the light on for us and wants us to be a light in the darkness for everyone. In First Peter, it says to us, you're a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God has called each and every one of us not to become part of the problem, not to continue the argument, not to figure out who can be victorious, but to punch holes in the darkness and bring the light of God to this world. And that will change. song, would you please? Yeah, see, you all thought she made a mistake. Kate doesn't make those kind of mistakes. (laughs) What? Why would they put a chord like that in there? It's like, what? That's just, it's it's so wrong. But that's what's in the music. But that's so wrong. But that's what the person who wrote the song was. But that's so wrong. Do, Do you see? And we're all going, oh, Kate messed up. How embarrassing in front of everybody. Your mom and dad are her. She just totally messed up the song, really. on the very first chord. Can you believe it? Right out of the box. But she didn't. You see how life works? We think we've got it all figured out. We think we've got all the answers. But believe it or not, God may be revealing a truth to someone else that you just have never seen before. The way we find that out is by admitting we're broken. We have problems. We have difficulties. We make mistakes. And then listening to what God is saying to us from God and even from other people. So let's confess our need to God, shall we? Dear God in heaven, Dear God in heaven I have sinned. I have sinned. Even, I up, even I mess up. And I make mistakes. I make mistakes. Sometimes, I'm wrong, sometimes I'm wrong. And sometimes I know it. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Guide my heart. Guide my heart. Change my spirit. Change my spirit. Cause, me Cause me to repent and turn to you. That you can reveal your truth. And your love through me. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. So God gives us a, a do-over. A mulligan. A fresh start. How many of you young people in school would like that? If you mess up the exam, you just get to take it over again. Wouldn't that be cool? That's, you know, because the whole idea is that you learn, right? Not, not that you pass tests. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on a different subject there. God gives us the ability to do it over again. It's a wonderful thing. It's a blessing that God gives to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. In
0: the name of Jesus
1: Christ, your sins are forgiven. Glory, Glory to, God. to God. Amen. And now, as forgiven children of God, let's share the peace of the Spirit with one another.
0: Peace be with you. Thank you.
4: Peace.
0: Are we doing end 2 now? I think it's at the end, right? Do I be not afraid. It's
5: after communion, I think, right?
2: It's not
1: in our house. Whoever happened to be in the house could sit down and eat dinner with us when it was dinner time. Didn't matter if they grew up in our house. Didn't matter if they belonged to our family or they were just somebody who happened to be stopping by for the day, and we'll never see them again. But we have that same custom in our house. This is God's dinner table, and your heavenly Father invites you to come to it. It doesn't matter whether you've been to this church before. It doesn't even matter if you're coming back. It doesn't matter if you grew up here or if you're someone who's been away a long time. doesn't matter who you are. If you seek Jesus Christ in your heart, God invites you to his table. The Lord be with you. With you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right our and grace. it is right, and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to God. We often think to thank God in the good times, but even in the darkness, even in the struggles, even in the difficulty... God is there, and he will make all things work for good for those who love the Lord. So with all the people on earth and all the angels in heaven, we praise his name, and we join their unending hymn, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you. Blessed is your Son who came to share with us and be with us and live with us and show us what the love of God is, even on the night when he was betrayed by those he loved the most. He gave this meal of grace to them. He took the bread and he gave thanks to God, and then he broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and he said, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you for the forgiveness of sin. Eat of this, remembering me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup He gave thanks to God and he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. It's poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Drink of this, remembering me. And so in remembrance of these mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and in thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us, Lord. Pour it into our hearts. Touch our very being, Lord. Bless us in such a way that we know and experience the living God guiding our hearts, guiding our words, guiding all that we might be, that we might bring the love of God to this world and punch holes in the darkness, bringing the grace, the truth, the love, the wonder of God. Bless us to be a blessing, Lord, as we pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now as Jesus taught his disciples to pray, let us join together in saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation." but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are assisting at the table come forward at this time, please? to the table you're welcome to join us at the table at the rail for prayers for healing and anointing to light a candle come and join us with the Lord And now if you're able, I'm going to invite you to stand as we're going to sing together. Be not afraid. Important announcement to make: I will not be running for office in the 23rd district. <laughs> I hope somebody good is running for office in the 27th district. I hope somebody will represent God in our halls of Congress, but it ain't going to be me because I've found that my role in this life—and I don't think it's much different from yours—is to try and punch some holes in the darkness, one soul at a time is to find somebody out there that we can touch with the grace of God and help to experience the Holy Spirit for the first time because I believe if we do that and punch all these little holes in the darkness then we will overcome the darkness and heaven wins may God give you the blessing of the Holy Spirit may God descend upon you in power that you might go out with courage and conviction and may God give you the truth the real truth and the ability to allow other people to have a different truth and live in peace. Amen.